Hi there, and welcome to Confessions of a Healed Broken Heart. I'm excited to have you here with me. Who am I? Well, I'm a single mom, a producer, an entrepreneur, an author, a motivator, a speaker, a daughter, a sister, and a friend. But most of all, today, I'm your host, Letitia Johnson. Now, before we get started, I have a question for you. Have you ever experienced something that shook you to your core? Something that made you question your worth? Well, so have I. So let's talk about it. I want you to sit back, listen close, and join me as we prepare to discover, uncover, and even rediscover the beauty in who we are. Everything in life has a process. Stages that we must go through in order to accomplish a certain result. There's a process to everything. A process to conceiving and giving birth. A process for an infant to grow up into an adult. A process with school and acquiring an education. And healing is no different. You see, if you stop short of the process or skip steps, you will never reach the true desired outcome. There really are no cliff notes for this thing called life. Each experience has the potential to bring you closer to whom you're destined to be. Each step in the journey, the process, if you will, has treasures, wisdom nuggets, and lessons along the way. You know what? Let's do an exercise. Get out your notebook, a piece of paper, or you can even use your phone. On one side, write or type the things that you've gone through. You can paraphrase, of course. On the other, the lessons that you've learned from each experience. This should allow you to recognize how far you've come. But if for any reason... The lessons you've written down are all negative ones, like, I learned don't ever trust people again. Well, then I would advise you to go back and look again. And just realize that this is a part of the healing process that you'll have to work through. It's okay. Now, if you learn, or rather choose to let go of the pain, you can exchange that thing for growth. You can exchange it for grace and empathy for others. Who you are is needed. You are needed. You are valuable. You matter. And your story matters. There are a group of people out there that need you. That need to hear how you did it. They need to hear how you overcame whatever the situation was. Whether it's a healing journey. A financial journey whether it's a relationship journey, a marriage, whatever the hurdles you've overcome, share it. It took me a while to realize that. I used to be so embarrassed by some of the things that I've gone through that I didn't want to share it with anyone. I didn't want to talk about it. But then as I healed and I grew, I realized the things that I've gone through 
the methods I've used to overcome may help somebody. So I started to talk about it. The more I started to share, the more and more I realized how many people were positively impacted by my sharing. The same with you. When you get to a place where you feel you're comfortable enough, please share your story. Encourage someone else. It's so needed. Now, as we go through the process, it's like peeling away at an onion. The pressure and the uncomfortable nature of the process is peeling away everything you don't need in your next phase. My friend, you don't need bitterness and anger. Even if it feels like it's protecting you from hurt, you don't need it. So allow it to be stripped away through the process. You don't need fear. So let it be stripped away. You don't need confusion. Let it be stripped away. You don't need the stress or the lack of peace. Let it be stripped away. As you endure the process, you'll look up and find you're a better you, a healed, happier you. Another thing, as you go through the process, don't magnify the problem. At least do your best not to magnify the problem. I know it's easier said than done because it's so big. But when you step back for a moment, you realize it's not as big as you made it to be. See, sometimes we can make certain things, certain situations bigger in our minds, bigger in our emotions than it really is. Now, I'm not making light of anything that you've gone through by no means. But there are some things that we've made bigger than what it really was. For example, have you ever been in a situation before where your emotions got the best of you and you overreacted? And then when you stopped and stepped back and took a look at everything and did a true assessment, you realized, wow, I guess I overreacted. Here's a tip. Remember, feelings aren't facts. You may feel that no one loves you, but the fact is, There is someone or a group of people out there who do love you. You may feel like you don't matter. Who's going to miss me if I'm gone? But to someone, you do matter. You may feel like you're not handsome or you're not beautiful. It's a feeling. It's not a fact. There is someone out there that may find you breathtaking. You may not feel like you're smart or as educated as the next. But that may not be the case because whatever wisdom and common sense you've acquired along the way can help someone else. So please remember, feelings are not facts. Feelings change. (laughs) Sometimes they change like the wind. You can be mad at somebody one day and then love them the next. So don't base your life, your future, or your success along this journey on feelings, because they really do come and go. Now let's talk about fear. It's normal to be afraid of the uncertainty in the journey, but don't let fear grip you. Fear does not have to breathe life into your situation. Don't let fear guide you and get you stuck. Matter of fact, take a moment and ask yourself, what have I lost as a result of fear? What opportunities have passed me by because I was afraid. Let's try something. Write down the things you were afraid of and what it cost you to stay in a mindset of fear. Were you too afraid to start that business? 
What has it been costing you? Are you afraid to love again? What has it been costing you? Are you afraid to travel? What has that been costing you? Are you afraid to make new friends? Ask yourself, what has that been costing me? What has the fear caused you to lose or miss out on? Are you afraid of letting go? Asking yourself, who would I be if I no longer hold on to fear? What amazing things could I accomplish or experience if I just let go of fear? Is there a fear of the unknown? Thinking, what if I don't make it? Well, what if you do? What if on the other side of this journey, it turns out to be better and more beautiful than you could have ever imagined? You must understand that retreat and being stuck in fear never brings victory. So you have to go through the process. My friend, I pray you have the courage to go through every step of your process. And when you're going through, keep the bigger picture before you. See yourself on the other side of your pain. But Letitia, I can't right now. It's okay. Take it one step at a time. Anything worth having is going to cost you something. Also, let go of regret. Okay, it happened. And I'm sorry that you had to go through what you went through. But time is passing. Life is continuing on. New things are happening every day. So I encourage you to begin to see regret as though you're wearing blacked out shades. You'll never get to see the beauty of what's ahead or experience the beauty of sunlight because regret is darkening your view. I know life may not be perfect, but on your journey, your process, you can still find beauty. Of course, it comes with ups and downs. That's part of it. In every high and in every low, you'll discover what you're made of. I don't know where we came up with this idea that healing or any other process was going to be beautiful, an easy one. And I had to learn this lesson when I couldn't walk. Now, if you've heard previous episodes, you know when I tell the story of how I went through something that stressed my body to the point that it started to shut down and I was temporarily unable to walk. I learned through that, that healing was not pretty. In addition to not being able to walk, having to watch my body heal through all the surgeries, I remember laying there in the hospital bed, frustrated that my legs weren't working. I remember both my doctor at the time, Dr. Lopez, and my physical therapist, Renee. They were both telling me, wiggle your toe. I tried everything I could to wiggle my toe. And through tears and frustration, it seemed like nothing was happening. I was so mad and so frustrated. But that was part of the process. Then I began to visualize my toe moving. And one day, thank God, it finally moved. You guys, I was so happy. And I was so frustrated at the same time, I cried like a baby. But my physical therapist reminded me to celebrate the small victories. It was a fact I knew, but somehow amidst my frustration, I had forgotten. So what did we do? We celebrated with Renee bringing me an extra jello that night. And I tell you, that was the best tasting celebratory jello I had ever had. <laughs> but then the fun truly began another part of the process. It was time for me to learn how to sit up on my own, an activity that I was unable to do for almost a week. The thing was, my doctor was not going to release me until I was able to sit up on my own and at least walk with some assistance. 
Once I had made enough progress and he felt comfortable, then I'd be able to go home and have a physical therapist come to the house for rehabilitation. So there I was, crying, expecting the healing process to go quicker, according to my schedule. Now, don't you hate when life doesn't happen according to how we want it to? You see, when I was in the hospital, my son still had to go to school. Things still needed to be done. So my mom, thankfully, I thank her so much. I thank God for her. She took care of a lot of things. And then she would pick him up from school, bring him to the hospital. He would sit with me. We would do homework. He would eat dinner with me. Well, he'd eat my dinner, my hospital dinner. (laughs) I'd give him hugs. I'd pray over him. Tell him how much I love him and tell him I'll see him the next day. And then he would go to school and we would do that over and over again. But in the meantime, I was frustrated and I was like, I got to get better. He has to see his mom get better. So that was another driving force for me. So the physical therapist put his arms under my arms and pulled me up. And as he was holding me, he said, okay, Letitia, I'm going to let go. And I want you to try to hold yourself up. Now in my head, I was like... (laughs) Well, I don't want to say exactly what I was thinking, but you get the picture. It was not a good thought. So, of course, the first couple of times he held me up, let go, and boom, I fell right back on the bed. After enough times of what I thought was failure, I told him, you know what? I'm done for the day. I wasn't motivated to keep going at that time. Failure seemed bigger than success. But Renee brought something to my attention. You've held yourself up a few seconds longer than the time before. So you're making progress. It's all part of the process. At that time, it did not matter. I was frustrated and I was embarrassed. Have you ever felt like that? You wanted to quit or pause because the whispers of failure were screaming louder than the possibilities of success. Well, Renee did not let me quit. He refused to let me quit. He gave me a few hours to rest and then he came back. By the next day, I was sitting up on my own, sore, but sitting up nonetheless. And my friend, although painful, uncomfortable, and sometimes shameful, it's all part of the healing process. Well, needless to say, each time he increased in activity from trying to stand with his assistance, of course, to balancing on a walker, to being able to use the walker and make it to the door of my hospital room. As I gained more and more strength, I was able to walk down the hall with the walker, but I was still able to walk down the hall. And I had to thank God for each step. Thank you, Lord, I was able to wiggle my toe. Thank you, Lord, I was able to sit up on my own. Thank you, Lord, I was able to stand up. Thank you, Lord, I was able to walk through the door. Thank you, Lord, I was able to walk up the hall. Each time, I thanked God for part of the process being overcome. And each time I had to celebrate my victory, no matter how small. Finally, after two weeks, I was released from the hospital and more of the work began. The process, the journey back to health wasn't over, but at least I got over that mountain. And so for the next six months, the other physical therapist came, Mark, every time, every day. And then as I got better, It went down to three days a week and we would work and work and work. It was uncomfortable, but it was part of the process. The thing is, when you're going through your process, your journey, we may not be able to determine how much more we have to go 
or what it looks like the rest of the way. But what we can control is how we choose to acknowledge and celebrate how far we've come and do our best not to quit on the journey and let go of the weights holding us down as we rise. You'll begin to notice growth and maturity when you refuse to allow feelings and negative thoughts to dictate to your behavior and your drive to overcome. You are meant to go through the process, not stare at it and turn back. I believe in you. I believe you can make it. I'm rooting for you. I'm praying for you that you will have the strength and the courage to go through your process and come out so much better than you were. Here are 15 things to help you go through the process. Number one, you are human and you will make mistakes along the way. Show yourself some grace. Number two, it won't be easy or a pretty process. The healing process is an ugly one. So allow yourself the space to grow and heal. Number three, don't go at it alone. Get yourself a support system. Number four, take it one moment, one day, one step at a time. Number five, the process won't be linear. It won't always be linear. What do I mean by that? Understand that there will be highs and there will be lows. There will be delays and there will be detours. They all play a part in the process. So celebrate the highs and show yourself some compassion through the lows. Number six, fire your inner critic. Don't judge yourself, compare yourself, or be extra hard on yourself during this time. Number seven, it's okay to laugh at yourself from time to time. Number eight, be patient with yourself. Number nine, You don't have to rush your process. Even if your mind is screaming, I should be further along by now. Tell the thought to be quiet and you go at a pace that is suitable for you. Number 10, get out and get moving. Exercise, eat better, spend time with family or friends, enjoy a hobby. Just get out and get moving. Number 11, when you start to get overwhelmed, take a break. And reflect on the good. Number 12, learn to be okay with the various stages of emotion you may experience through the journey. You may go through grief and denial. You may go through a stage of anger, a stage of bargaining back and forth, a state of depression, a stage of acceptance. There are emotional highs and lows on this journey. It's okay. Number 13, set realistic goals. Number 14, don't compare your journey, your process with anyone else's. And number 15, if you are struggling or feel like you are drowning, ask for help. Thanks for joining us. Tune in next week as we continue our journey of discovery. But... Before we say goodbye for now, show some love for your new favorite podcast, Confessions of a Healed Broken Heart, and leave a review. I can't wait to chat with you. See you next week.